Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. We pray that this message strengthens and encourages you in your walk with God. All right. Praise the Lord. So why don't you come on up, Teresa? Um, let me go ahead. Dominic, my man, you go ahead and come on up. You're right up here with me. Come on, buddy. Caleb, you're such a good support. Come on up with him. <laughs> Amen. You guys come right over here. Everybody keep an eye on them. Watch them, okay? Got to help me tonight. Amen. All right. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Hannah. Come on up, babe. This is my daughter, Hannah. I didn't call some strange girl, babe. This is my daughter, Hannah. So if anybody's watching by way of live stream, this is my daughter. So come right on up here. Okay. All right. So here's what you guys are going to do. And each week, we're going to go ahead and call people out on this uh, because we're learning in this time of devotion. And what I'm finding is that the church really needs to have an ability to be able to hear God in the midst of crisis because there's a lot of crisis going on. There's, um, there's a lot of things taking place right now. So let me just start off with prayer. Um, but as I'm praying, I want you guys to just begin to hear from the Lord what He would say about the future. Okay, does that make sense? You can hear from God on this. And if you have, and if you have trouble, just let me know. And, we'll, and there's no pressure on this, okay? So, but you got this. All right, man. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we just ask for you to open us up to the understanding of your word, that we would better understand and be equipped for what you're doing in this time and in this hour, that we would know and realize the things that you have called us to, and that we would be able to walk into the fullness of them in these days, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So you guys just go ahead and pray, and as you're praying, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and talk for just a minute, okay? And when you get something, just let me know, all right? Fair enough? Okay. So what we are seeing is we are seeing that we have been talking about devotion. We've been talking about what we need to have and how in these times, it's crucial that we be able to hear from God in this time. Now, as we hear from God, God will speak to you and I concerning things to come. That's what the Bible says. He will speak to us concerning things to come. But what has happened is the church, we have relied so very much on different people to get us through these different storms. But we are in a place right now where we have to understand what the Word says and be able to do what the Word says. So 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, Steady to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, while you all are praying, while you all are, are doing that, stay right there. Let me have you two girls come right up, one on this side, one on the other. Okay? You good at cartwheels? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> you are. You're, no, I need you right where you're at. So, these two girls represent people who are workmen. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So, workers in the harvest field... One of the things you have to realize as a worker in the harvest field, when you're at work, do you sometimes encounter trouble? Yes. When you at times have done homework or problems, have you sometimes encountered challenges? Yes. Have you? Yes. Okay. So what happens is, is that we have challenges that are presented to us. Well, see, we are God's workmen. We are God's workmen in the harvest field. 
Now, look at your neighbor, or actually just say this, say this out loud. Say, I am God's workman in the harvest field. So wherever you go, you are in the harvest. I mean, you can't, you can't sneeze without being in the harvest. Why? Because you're constantly around lost people. And because you're constantly around lost people, you need to realize as a workman, you've got to be equipped for every good work. So it's a steady to show thyself approved. Steady also means to give, give um, um, concentration to or to give attention to. But it also means to look forward and be prepared. So when I steady to show myself approved, I'm steadying for something that is not only happened past tense, I'm steadying to show myself approved for what's going to happen in my today and in my tomorrow. Does that make sense? And so as I look forward to what's going to happen in my today, and I look to what's going to happen in my tomorrow, just as these two young ladies represent the workmen, we have to realize that we have to be ready for whatever comes our way. So we are living in times right now that are interesting. Can you say amen? I would say that we are living in the days of sorrows. I, I don't believe that Jesus is coming back tomorrow. But I believe that, I mean, he can come back anytime he wants. And praise the Lord. Amen. He can come back anytime. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm, 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 I'm like, Lord, let's plan for a thousand years and hope you come back today. Right? But in the process, in the process, let's plan for a thousand years. You're, and I'm not saying he's going to come back a thousand years from now. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying let's have that intention to look forward. Okay? So it says here in this, it says... Um, take heed that no one deceives you. Take heed that no one deceives you. Now, it says this. It says, all this, it goes through all this, scuff, all this stuff. It says, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and he will deceive, and, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. And these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, or family against family. And there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of sorrow. So we are living in times right now that are a little different. We're living in times right now where we could see some of these things take place. So does that stop you from working? Does a rainy day stop you from going to work? Right? I mean, we live in the Midwest, so you may have a snowy day in level two you still have to go to work most of the time, right? I mean, Jason, you work at the prison, so you can't say, well, it's come, I'm snowed in, so those guys are going to have to take care of themselves, right? That, that doesn't work. You, you've got to go. That's just that's part of the job. Well, see, in the kingdom, as we've talked about this before, this is part of our job. This is part of our requirement. Not, not, not by works that we're saved, but the good works that we're called to. Okay, does that make sense? Does anybody have any prophetic word? You do? Okay. How about you guys? You do? Okay. The Lord showed me a barren field. There was nothing on it. It was just dirt, dusty. It was, there was just nothing there. And I heard him say that the storms that we're going to go through, the storms that we face each and every day, the storms that we don't think that we can get through are going to fertilize the seeds that we sow in that fertile 
land that's just there. It's open for us to plant whatever we want, and the storms that we're going to go through are going to fertilize those seeds. We just need to have faith and trust that he has our best interest. Amen. Amen. It's a good word, isn't it? Amen. Now, listen, it can be completely different from another thing. You know that? Okay. It goes right along with what she was saying. Lord is telling me that you're going to go through trials, you're going to go through tribulations every day, there's going to be problems that come up, but as long as you are rooted in the word and that you pray and or have devotion time with him every day, that he will guide you through and he will fertilize your soil. Amen. Amen. Good. Yeah, mine's just a little slightly different, but I heard the Lord saying that uh, to just let go. I know s sometimes uh, you've, you've got things in the past that you're holding on to, and you need to let go of the things of the past, and you need to let go of your own plans for you of the future, and to just be there in the moment with God here and now, and he'll take care of you. Awesome. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So now these two girls represent workmen. Now, here's the thing about it. She can have me on, in the harvest field, wherever she's at. Maybe she's in the harvest field in, say, a city that's, or a, a town or whatever that may be, let's just say, an hour and a half away. She may be in the harvest field, then it may be in a town that's only half, and it's, that may be um, um, three hours away. But the reality is this, is that in the process of the harvest... They are still called to the harvest fields. Now, Emma can go through and have one of the best harvest days she's ever had. Right? You, got, you go through your day, like 21 people get saved. You're just like, this is amazing. Praise God. I know this is what I was created for, for such a time as this. And you're like on fire and you're like, yeah, right? All right. Now, we may come over here and we may be going through some hard times and that that harvest field that she's at may be like seriously hard plowing, right? There may be some hard plowing that's going on. And there may be some people who are like, I don't want to hear about your Jesus. I don't want, I grew up in church. I know all about that stuff, right? Anybody ever hear that one? I, I, my, my grandmother was religious. I, she, she prayed for me, so I'm good, Right? All these different things that go on. And what takes place is, that, is this, is that she may have won 21 people and she may have sowed 50 seeds. Does she still get the same reward? Absolutely. So we look at, we have to have the mindset to understand of as a workman preparing to be, to show ourselves approved, especially for you young, for you, you, you teenagers, as you move out into the, adult, into the adult world, you want to realize there are certain things that you may go through, but realize as long as you are continuing to put the effort forth to walk with God, He will absolutely bless you. Amen? Adults, do you agree with that? Amen. Miss Dixie Dusky, you've had some times in your life where I'm sure there's been more challenges than others, right? But through it all, God has shown Himself consistent to you and faithful to you. Is that correct? Would you agree with that? Amen. So we understand that in the midst of everything, God brings us through the storms to equip us, just as Teresa would say, so that what would happen is that soil is now watered and ready to grow. Amen. That's what we're looking for right now. 
That's what we're after right now, okay? So at the end of service, I'm going to have you come up and give a prophetic word, okay? Praise the Lord. Amen. You might want to go over there and sit beside mom. Let her pray with you for a little bit. All right? Amen. Thank you all. You can go ahead and sit down. I'm going to bring some other people up here for just a little bit. But let me go ahead here real quickly and let's look at this. Let's go ahead and, and go on over. Um, let's go to uh, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Now, in Galatians chapter 5, we, we live in a time right now where there are so many things going on and so many things taking place and so many things being said that, folks, we've got to be able to have the proper understanding of what God is saying right now because you have to be so careful. I'm going to read this back to us again. I'm going to look at this and read this back to us again because I want us to understand, again, what we're talking about when we talk about devotion. Steady to show thyself approved unto God. I'm not to steady what's going on in the world to show myself approved to the world. I'm to steady to show myself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In other words, rightly understanding what's going on. So, what's going to happen now? Jaden, would you come on up here? Kimberly, come on up here. Praise the Lord. We, t- we kept teens in tonight. You look very pretty. Did you come from graduation? Congratulations. Let's give her a round of applause. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. So, I want you to stand right over here on the other side of me. Okay, so, it says... You ran well, who hindered you from obeying the truth. Now, here's what happens, okay? This is, I'm not pointing out, like, nobody say, I knew these girls. No, 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 I'm not doing this hypothetical. They volunteered. This is just, I'm going to give you another name. Give me some kind of crazy name. Monica, perfect. Um, (laughs) Give me some kind of crazy name. Nicole, okay, Nikki. So, Monica and Nikki. Okay, so now what happens is Monica has this time where she's walking with the Lord fervently, and she's keeping her eyes fixed on Jesus, okay? But she's now heard some stuff that has begun to come and creep in to her devotion time, all right? Because what happens is in the devotion time, you have to make sure that it's completely for the Lord. So it says, steady to show thyself approved unto God, right? Not to man, not to the church. You know, we'll know you by your fruits, but steady to show yourself approved unto God. So I'm to steady to show myself, she's to steady to show herself approved unto God. So that's what she's doing. She's studying to show herself approved. But what happens is now something has come along and it has literally began to, to take her and grab her by fear. Now what begins to happen is in that fear, how many of you all know when you're faced with fear, sometimes you feel like you have to respond in a certain way that is counter to what the Word says? Anybody ever have that besides me? Well, what if I don't have enough money? And you feel the Lord telling you that He wants you to trust Him. And you're like, well, I'll just go borrow the money from someone else. Right? You try to do it. You trust the arm of the flesh. How many of you all know the arm of the flesh is weak compared to the arm of God? 
right? So I, when I had hurt my shoulder, my left shoulder, I, it was very funny. John and I would carry the old, the old uh, electron uh, from that side of the room to the center of the stage, and I would have to carry it with my right hand. I couldn't carry anything with my left hand. I would tell him, I would tell John, I'd be like, well, this, my, my left arm's kind of like a fawn's leg right now because there's absolutely no strength to this thing whatsoever. So we would carry it with my right hand. And so what happens is, though, is that when we begin to hear certain things, we begin to trust that arm of the flesh that's so weak because it's our own motives and our own ideas, because we want to survive. Now, hear me out, folks. This is where the church is at right now. Am I saying we shouldn't be wise? I'm not saying we shouldn't be wise, but I'm saying don't trust anything but the Lord. Amen? So she's running her race, and she's now beginning to hear certain things. And again, this is Monica. This is not Kimberly. Kimberly's running her race very well. So Monica hears this stuff, and Monica begins to waver. So she's no longer trusting God in certain things. And where she would have sown seed before, now she's more interested in how she can survive, and so she's missing opportunities to sow seed because she's been blinded by the fear that the world has brought on her. Does this make sense? Case in point. Case in point. Not condemning anyone. I'm just simply saying this is, this is a temptation that we all face, okay? So no one come out of here saying he was condemning me. No, no. This is, a, this is a temptation we all face. Inflation's rising. Gas is getting higher. How are we going to make it? What are we going to do? Do you think we should go ahead and borrow more money? Do you think we should do this or we should do that? And we, instead of cutting those things away that actually don't matter, we begin to cut those things away that do. Do you all follow me? And, and let me put it this way, in time. So instead of having devotion time, I now have spent more time worrying. So I have spent time looking at the news, watching what's going on, and watching things rise, and being so concerned and consumed by what's happening that I begin to worry and be in fret and fear. Right? It's a temptation that everybody has right now. Again, you know, I was talking with Ryan earlier, and Ryan was telling me that, that he got out of the gas pump, and somebody was pretty mad, and they were just kind of mad, and they thought they were going to, they started to act like they were mad at him. They weren't mad at him, they were just mad. You know, we live in a time right now where emotions are high, we came through two years we never thought we'd ever face in our lifetime, but we did. We, came, we faced it, and we came through those two years. Now we got to realize this stuff's going on as well. So now what takes place is now you're in this situation, and, and, and Nikki's over here, Nicole's over here, and she is running her race with the Lord. And what's happening is now where before she had been sidetracked, now she's beginning to stay focused and realizing that Jesus is the only one that she longs for. Jesus is the only one that she loves. Jesus has spoken words of affirmation to her, and he's walked her through so much that she can't take her eyes off of him. Because if she takes her eyes off of him, she sees that there's nothing else in the world that could actually fulfill that spot in her. Put your hand on your chest up here. So she finds that there's nothing. Turn around, face everybody. That this, that this hole right here, there's nothing else in the world that can fill this hole like Jesus can. Amen? But what happens is now 
The world has come in and the world has tempted Monica. Monica and Nicole are friends. And so they begin to talk. And as they begin to talk, now what happens is Nicole begins to waver. And she no longer trusts in the faithfulness of God, but she trusts and she's starting to trust in her own ideas because, come back over here, Kimberly, please. Or Monica, I'm sorry. I got to get your name right, right? So she's now trusting in. They've put their heads together. You ever have a believers meeting where you put your heads together? Let's do it again. So now you're there like that, and they're there like that, and this is about all they can see, right? Now, can you see anything other than each other's faces, right? Okay, go ahead and separate. Now, see, what happens, though, is, and we've shared this before, but you know that face-to-face gaze is to be between you and the Lord, Right? But when we put our heads together, what are we going to do? How are we going to make it through? What's going to happen? And we say, I don't know. Man, I just, oh, I don't know. And all this fear, doubt, and unbelief begins to come in. That's why Paul would write, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Who hindered you? What happened that you're no longer keeping your gaze upon Jesus? What happened that you're no longer having your gaze set upon Him? What happened? What took place that you no longer have that gaze fixed upon the Lord? What happened in that time? Why have you, what hindered you from that? And it's very interesting because what happens is, you know that the enemy doesn't come at you with just a blatant satanic attack that says, I'm the devil. Do what I say. The enemy doesn't do that. What does the enemy do? He seduces. How did he seduce Adam? Actually, how did he seduce Eve? He questioned God. The enemy comes along, especially in times that we're in right now, in times that we're facing, times that we've come through, in times like this, and the enemy wants to question God to you. Now, I don't, neither one, both girls are born again. Both girls love the Lord with all their heart. They've just got sidetracked. They're not condemned and they're not dirty sinners. They just got sidetracked. We all get sidetracked, right? You know, you can get sidetracked with the good things too, right? You can get sidetracked with that extra bonus that you got. You can get sidetracked with that new vehicle that you got. You can get sidetracked with the new home that you got. You can get sidetracked with the new love interest that you have, right? When Becky and I first got together, I mean, I don't mind telling you, I was like, thank you, Jesus, but I got to spend some time with Becky right now, Lord, right? So what happens is this, is that we must not get sidetracked. He says, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Now listen, this persuasion does not come from him. This, see, this kind of talk, the enemy uses pressure and he uses talk, suggestive ideas, to get you to doubt God. That's how this works. That's why at times you can get together with other believers and begin to believe something so much that you think it's God, it's a prophetic word, when in fact you have to go back and hear what the true word of God says. Now, am I against prophecy? Absolutely not. The Bible says, do not despise prophecy. 
So it says, don't despise it. We are not to despise it. We are to embrace it. It is a tool by which we can hear from the Spirit of God to understand how to maneuver throughout these days. Teresa did an awesome job. Dominic and Caleb, but all three did an awesome job. And so what happens is we see that there's things that are going on right now that the church has got to realize. Just as Teresa would talk about these fields, Dominic would talk about the fields as well, talk about the things that may happen, and yet he's still going to be with us. Caleb would say we have to let some things go and quit receiving certain things, quit believing certain lies. See, folks, all of this points to the future. But in the future, there's certain things that have to happen. We have to change our way of doing things. Can you say amen? So he said, who, he said, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. So we have to be so careful that we don't allow the little leaven to leaven the whole lump. Monica, can you come on back over here? So before, she was running well. And then the enemy comes along and speaks little words of doubt to her. And as the enemy comes along and speaks these words of doubt, now what begins to happen is, well, actually, let's just go to Psalm 91. Because I want us to understand exactly what what takes place in our lives. Psalm 91 In verse 5, it says, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of, nor of the arrow that flies by day. Now, let me say something. The terror by night is the nightmares, the nightmares that come from fear. The arrow that flies by day are the arrows of the enemy that he uses to try to hit us in our mind with doubt and unbelief and to get us to question God. What are you going to do if all this stuff happens? Now, let me put it in a teen perspective, okay? I've got to do, I've got to, I've got to go to so-and-so. I've got to go to this college because if I go to this college, I'll have my whole future set when we haven't conferred, conferred with the Lord, right? And if I do that and I start to believe this is the way I'm to go, but my dad won't let me because what's well, a Baptist college? <laughs> I'm joking, So what happens is this, is that at that point in time, now all of a sudden, now she has built up a stronghold in her mind of what things she thinks, how she thinks it should be. And the arrow that flies by day was the doubt of what God would do for her. Does that make sense? So that's like when you're moving forward in the future and you've got certain things that you're going to do. And, and, And the process, the Lord leads us and he guides us in this. Always face the future with faith. Always face the future knowing that God's got your back. No matter where you're at, no matter what's going on, God's got us. So these two are now moving forward because what happened was, I'm sorry, are stagnant because they had ran their race well, but something happened. Somebody began to speak to them. And it wasn't necessarily somebody of human nature. It was a person who doesn't have a body, a demon. Derek Prince would say that demons are people without bodies. That's true, right? So demonic spirits try to tempt us all the time to get us to believe certain lies. And these certain lies try to get us to, be hinder, to, hinder, to hinder our life from fulfilling what God has for us. It says, who 
You says you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion, this kind of talk doesn't come from God. This kind of talk does not come from God, but it is something that is demonic. So we have to understand and realize that in these times, the Lord is bringing forth an understanding to the church that we have to realize. Girls, thank you so much. Let's give them a round of applause. Okay, uh, can I get you two girls and Hannah as well? I want you three to begin to get prophetic words, okay? Ask the Lord for prophetic words just concerning anything, all right? You would do that for me? All right. So Proverbs, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 4. Jesus says this, he says, And Jesus answered and, and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Take heed that no one deceives you. Take heed that no one deceives you. Folks, we've got to look ahead and we've got to realize the things that are going on in our world. We've got to look ahead and we can't let exterior voices deceive us. How do we find the answer? Now we find, we know we find the answer through the Word of God, but how do we receive the answer from the Lord? Is that? Listen. Very good. So if I'm going to listen to the Lord, there are certain things that I want to do. I want to tell you something. One of the very most important things that you and I can do is to pray in the Holy Ghost. Praying in tongues surpasses your understanding. You know what I began to realize this past weekend? This past weekend, I was, uh, I was out at White Horse, and uh, Ted Albrecht, who, is, uh, who went to Cambodia, when there was 2% born again, and in 25 years, 24 years, he's now got it up to 79, 80. The Lord moved through him. They have, he's, he's seen over a million people come to the Lord, 25,000 orphans fed. Uh, I mean, there's just some thousands of churches, just amazing things that God has done through that man. And he, and he kept talking about praying in the Spirit. He's, he's, he, they were talking about praying in the Spirit every day for three hours. Praying in the Spirit, just praying in the Spirit, reading the Word of God for an hour, praying in the Spirit for three hours. Now, it can be broken up throughout your day, but praying in the Spirit. Why? Because it surpasses your natural understanding and gets you into the mind of God. Do you know how many people in the church today are in their natural mind when they try to discern the things of God? But the Bible specifically says that the carnal man cannot discern the things of God because he's not spiritual. So we have to stay in that place where we understand the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is not just found in the Scriptures, though it's our foundation. The mind of Christ is found by the Spirit. So the Spirit and the Word, the Spirit and the letter agree. So when the Spirit and the Word agree and we come together, we now understand that the Word of God begins to align us properly. And so that at that point in time, we can now pray. And as we pray, we have a clear, just as we talked about last week, interpretation to receive, ability to receive the interpretation. Revelation, interpretation, application, glorification. That prophetic unction, those answers come from that way. So as I pray and I seek the Lord, He's going to give me certain answers. He's going to give me certain qualities that I can understand by which I will be able to know how to handle the situations. So God has given us answers. When He's given us answers, now we can go ahead and we can look forward to trusting Him. So if I'm going to trust Him, that means I've got to go ahead and step on in and begin to believe. So one of the first keys of trusting God is to 
deny yourself, right? Trust Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. Why? Because if you trust in the arm of the flesh, you'll fail every time. Well, I don't know why this is happening to me. I don't know why all this stuff's going on. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not, Lord, I don't understand why this is happening, but I'm trusting you through this. Amen? So, Hebrews chapter 3. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 3 and let's look at verse 7. Now, we're going to talk about discipleship. We're talking about devotion. And there's certain things that we have to understand. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice and do not harden your hearts as in rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness where your fathers tested me and tried me and saw my works for 40 years, therefore I was angry with that generation and said they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways, so I swore my wrath that they shall not enter my rest." Beware lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Do you know that the Lord calls unbelief an evil heart? I mean, He just, he just said it right here. An evil heart of unbelief. That's, that's crazy, isn't it? So I mean, because there's certain things at times where we face certain things and situations and we can say, well, I'm having trouble believing this. I'm having trouble understanding this. And, and at those times, folks, I'm going to tell you, the best thing we can do is to sit back and pray in the Spirit and listen because that means you're still in your mind and you have to get to His mind. Does that make sense? Because sometimes we need, we, we, well, not sometimes, all the time, we need to stay in the mind of Christ to be able, be able to properly understand how to walk in the Spirit. It says, beware then, brethren, lest, in verse 12, beware that, beware, lest there be any, of you an evil, be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest, there be a, lest, there, lest you be hardened through, your, through the deceitfulness of sin. What's sin? The unbelief. It's deceitful. Unbelief is deceitful. And because unbelief is deceitful, it says here that we can be deceived by that unbelief. So what happens is this. I'm not to put my trust in any man. I'm not to put my trust in any man. I'm to put my trust in the Lord. My whole trust. Now, we're going to walk together in life, and we're going to come together, and we're going to agree, and we're going to go through things in life together, and praise the Lord, we're going to walk through it together in unity and in faith. Sure, absolutely. But my trust is not in you, and your trust should not be in me. Your trust should be in the Lord. Our trust, my trust is in the Lord. My trust is not in you. That should make you feel very good, because that means you don't have to uphold to the standard of God, Right? Your trust should not be in me. Yes, you may look to me for leadership. Yes, you may look to me for the word. Yes, all that stuff. And I'll give you everything I can. But in the end, you're going to say, no, my ultimate trust is in the Lord. My ultimate trust is in Him and in Him alone. Amen? Because I know that man can only do so much. So you're not my answer. I'm not your answer. God is our answer. So in having a hardness of heart, what takes place is that literally we begin to believe the, the unbelief and so become, deceived, so become deceived in and of ourselves. We believe the unbelief and so what now has happened is now we're believing all the lies. 
Teens believe you guys are being bombarded every day with lies, every day that's being presented to you. Lies of all kinds of things, whether it be uh, uh, um, um, your, your bodies, whether it be sexuality, whether it be peer pressure, whatever it be, all the different lies that you're being bombarded with every day, yet the Lord calls us to live in a place of submission to Him. He calls us in a place to trust in His Word. He calls us into that place. So again, it would say in verse 14, it says, For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. In other words, Jesus saved me. Jesus will keep me. Jesus will take me. Right? That's what it says. Jesus saved me. Jesus will keep me. Jesus will take me. I trust Him with everything. I trust Jesus with my past, my failures, my successes. I trust Jesus with my today, my failures, my successes. I trust Jesus with my tomorrow, my failures, my successes. I trust Him with my life. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. He goes on here in verse 15, it says, While it is said, today, if you hear the voice, hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in rebellion. That deceitfulness becomes rebellious. That deceitfulness becomes rebellion. We no longer want to do it God's way. Because in Galatians, he just said, You was running well. Who hindered you? Who hindered you from running the race? Who hindered you from believing the truth? Who hindered you? But in 1 Peter, go with me over to 1 Peter real quick. In 1 Peter, in verse 20, chapter 1, verse 22, it says, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. So he's saying, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, in loving one another. See, what does it happen when Monica and Nicole were up here, right? When those two girls were up here and they were facing different things. And then what happens is they believed the different lies. And so what happens is they were not able to purify their souls because they had been hindered by believing the deceitfulness of unbelief. Does that make sense? Am I making sense to you guys? So what that literally is telling us, that we have to not harden our heart. So we have to keep our heart pliable before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you in every way. Now, Sunday, we're going to talk about this a little more. And next Wednesday, we're going to talk about it a lot. But there is an understanding that we need to have in these days of understanding of how God wants to prosper you in the midst of famine. Listen, do you realize, uh, well, Genesis 12, there was a famine. Genesis 26, there was a famine. Think about that. Ruth, there was a famine. I believe it's 1 Samuel or 2 Samuel chapter uh, 5. Might be 1, I can't remember. King David, there was a famine. He took over. There was a famine. There's been famines for years. Genesis 41, I believe it is. There's a famine. Joseph gave the dream interpretation, right? So each way, God has continued to show and to lead. Am I saying there's going to be a famine? I don't know, but I'm just simply saying 
We're entering into times of trouble. Perilous times will come. But in the midst of them, God leaves us, leads us through them. Ryan, can you turn the air up in here so it's not blowing? So if we understand then that we're going to trust in the Lord with everything, then that means that we have to be prepared for what He leads us. Can I just go ahead and, can I go ahead and share this with you guys? It's maybe a little much, but are you, is everybody doing okay? Okay? So let me go ahead. Let's go over to Genesis. Now, why am I showing you this? Because the pattern of the Word leads us to understand how God moves and how He operates, and we can understand the same pattern that God has given, and we can do the same thing. Can you say amen? Now, teens, I'm going to tell you something. You guys especially need to know this for the years coming ahead for you guys, because there's all kinds of things going on that you're going to need to know how to handle. Genesis 12, let's go to verse 10. It says, Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram, that's Abraham, before he became Abraham, went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. So he went to Egypt. Now, let's jump on over to verse 26. Or chapter 26, I'm sorry. Chapter 26, my bad. In chapter 26, it says this. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him, saying, and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. In other words, don't go down there. Live in the land that I'm going to tell you. But he didn't tell him yet. He said, live in the land which I will tell you. Now, he goes on through and he tells him. But he lived in the land. See, if we try to do things in and of our own ways in the days ahead, we will not be able to hear this kind of pure instruction. If God would give it to Isaac, he should give it to you because he's not a respecter of persons. If God would give it to Abraham, he would give it to you because he's not a respecter of persons. So we see here that God gave, he led them through this. And then we see on over in Genesis chapter 41, and we see here that King the Pharaoh has the dream, and all these things are happening. The, the, the cows and the wheat, the seven years, the seven cows, the seven years, and, and all these different things, and the, 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 the bad cows and the bad ears, and how they devour up the good cows and the good ears. And yet, all, the, all, the, all these things point to the dream of what Joseph would interpret. And Joseph says in chapter 41, verse 16, it says, It's not me, it is not me. God will give Pharaoh. An answer of peace. Now listen to me. In these times, and if you're watching by way of live stream, I pray that you get this. In these times, Joseph said, it's not me. Let me put it another way. It's not man. God gives us an answer of peace. So we look to God to give us the answer of peace so that we are equipped. So that what happens is when we stand before the Lord... And we look to the things of God, we can say, Lord, do you see how I followed the pattern, guys? I just want to interrupt. Let me, let me back up for just a second. Do you see how I followed the pattern? See how Mo, Joseph said, it's not me. The Lord will give the answer of peace. We follow the pattern. So we steady, 2 Timothy 2.15, we steady to show ourselves approved, 
unto God. Remember, God wants to approve you. The world wants to prove you. And Satan wants to disprove you. So study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So I'm going to look ahead and I'm going to say, okay, God, I see that things are happening right now. I don't know what's coming ahead, but you do. And your word says that you will tell us of things to come. So I'm going to pray in the spirit and I'm going to ask you to give me understanding for myself. I'm going to ask you to give me understanding and leading in the situations that are going on because I'm going to need it. Teens, you especially need this right now because the world wants to pull you into a system that is different from God and you have to have the leading of the Lord. There are those who will go into college and there are those who will not. It's a different time now. Does that make sense? It's not a bad thing if you don't go into college and it's not a bad thing if you do go into college. It's just a different time now. Some may go into college. Other, you don't want to go into college and spend all your money trying to figure out what you're going to do. Does that make sense? It's just wise not to go into debt, especially in these times that we live in. It's wise to be able to understand what we need to do in these times. Can you say amen? Amen. Okay, so does, does anybody have any questions on this or does this make sense? Do you see how the prophetic word that Teresa and Dominic gave, and even Caleb gave, how it will begin to reveal to us, that reveals to us the coming times ahead, and that even in the pressures, even in the, even in the stresses, God still gives us an answer of peace. Egypt went through the, the famine. They had seven years of good, seven, seven years of famine. Why? Because in these times, it was, it was those things that happened. It might have been five cows and five... We, I'm sorry, you have to check that out. That's why you want to read the Bible for yourself, all right? So what happens, though, is what I'm getting at is this, is that if you trust in the Lord, it's the Lord that gives you the answer of peace. In the times of the hardship, he still gives us the answer of peace, just as Teresa had, Dominic had, and Caleb had. It's the Lord that gives us the answers of peace, amen? So let me have you three girls come on back up here. Praise the Lord. Let's give them a round of applause. Jaden, come on up. Amen. So, do you all have a prophetic word yet? You do? Okay. Yep. You? No? We're just going to pray real hard, okay? Yeah. You know why I told the people last week? You know why it's really good to be able to do this? Because a time may come in your life where you have to have an answer immediately. This is a light pressure compared to what the pressure of the world gives. Do you guys agree with that? Adults, would you agree with that? Sometimes when you're in the middle of the situation, it's hard to get the answer, and, you're, and you've got the stress going, coming on you. So this is good training to be able to hear from the Lord. Amen? You want to go first? Yeah, you can read that. Okay, I heard, I speak to you. I lead you. I love you. I know you. Do you trust me? There are things I want to show you. Will you let me? Will, are you willing? Do you trust me? I ask you. You are my lamb. I will lead you if you let me. Good. Good. Do you have a word? Okay. I feel like I heard the Lord saying that it's time to um, 
discover true intimacy with him, to prepare for the times ahead. Amen. Good, good. You good? You want to pray for a little bit? You pray for a little bit? Are you good? You got it? All right, awesome. Um, I was shown a um, father and a daughter, and they were holding hands, walking through, like, different stages of life, and I feel like God's trying to become a better father and a better figure in our lives. Amen. 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 He's wanting to show himself as he is the best father, isn't he? Amen. So with these things like this, now we begin to hear and we begin to understand, okay, stepping forward, we want to have the proper understanding in this time. It is God who gives us the answer of peace. He's the better father. Amen? Amen. That intimacy will lead us into that. And he's asking us, will we let him? Do you see how that flows? Do you understand? And in the midst of everything that we received from the first three, how God brought it all together. And he's tied this in a really nice bow for us tonight so that we would understand what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Because we know he holds our tomorrow. Amen? Thank you, girls. You can be seated. Let's give them a round of applause. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Dominic, did I give you a round of applause? Sure. Did I, when you went to sit down, did everybody give you a round of applause? Okay. If not, I'll have to do it again. Do it again. Uh, okay. We'll do it one more time. Give them a round of applause. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Lord holds our tomorrow. He holds our today. Everything about us, he holds. So, Father, I pray right now that in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would just continue in these times to give us peace. I pray, Father, right now in these times that, Lord, you speak to us the answers of truth. You speak to us the answers of wisdom and strategy. And, Father, as we begin to trust in you with all of our heart, Lord, let nothing in us that trusts in the arm of the flesh remain. But God, let everything in us trust in you with all of our heart, that we lean not on our own understanding, but that in all of our ways we acknowledge you, and you shall direct our path. Let us not be wise in our own eyes, but let us fear the Lord and receive wisdom. Father, I thank you right now for everything you're doing. I pray, God, give us an understanding heart. Give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see. Let us perceive. I pray this week that many would begin to pray in the Spirit. I pray this week, I'm not putting a law on you, but I'm just telling you, these are men of God who have, are living in times, very hard times, and they've seen some amazing things, and they have testified over and over and over again. Praying in the Spirit brings about the answer because it gives you the mind of Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. If this message has blessed you and you would like to give financially or you would like more teachings from Senior Pastor Dean Wagner, please visit www.theriverfcc.com.